0: All right, welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans, we bring you Michigan football each and every week. I'm Caleb, and with me as always is Craig. And there's a whole mess of stuff going on in college football. Different things happening in the Big Ten.
1: A whole lot of mess going on besides, it seems to be not even having to Michigan. Well, shoe Shoegate.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it seems like there might not be much with that. But stuff going on all the time. Things are relatively, relatively quiet around Michigan as we're uh, here in the middle of August. It is almost September. Uh, But before we get into the sports talk, there is something that we both thought would be good to uh, mention and include in the show Uh, for those of you who might not be aware. And I know, Craig, that you... Uh, we're kind of closer to this situation, so if you want to go ahead and take a moment,
1: well, uh, obviously, when Caleb, you and I were uh, when we first started the show, we we thought you know we probably should get a Twitter handle and start you know getting our names out there, which is a good uh, way to do that, and um, our show kind of quickly took off in the beginning, and you know it's progressively just getting better and better getting more fans but you know when i first started the twitter i decided you know what it what, you know how do you do that you start off by you know maybe looking under people you recommend to follow and things like that and um i happened to just keep scrolling i saw a couple people that i thought you know have a good pulse on michigan football and uh, was reading some of their tweets and decided to follow them and they ended up you know i commented and they followed me back and that's how it happened and one of them was uh, uh brian and i won't say his last name but brian he's uh his Twitter handle is sir underscore boo so at s, these are all capital s i r underscore b o o o we'll call him sir boo but um uh I had the pleasure of meeting him and talking to him a lot and uh unfortunately he passed away on saturday night at a concert but uh we don't know the gist of everything but um quite sad because i had i was doing something and then somebody tweeted at me and kind of thought it was a joke but uh uh, five four or five years later you know him and i got close because he would (laughs) we had a lot of things in common in fact we uh we were foodies you know he liked Kadoba, He lot a lot he liked a lot of things but uh him and I kind of really connected on that level because I like it a lot. And he would tweet at me and say, Hey, Craig, I'm about ready to eat this. What do you think? And he'd try to poke fun at me and and make me jealous and things like that. He'd post pictures of the Qdobas he's going to eat and tell me what he's getting about ready to eat. And I'd say, you know, my fist in the air going, darn you, Brian. And and I'd do it back. I said, this is about to happen. And it'd be a really cool friendship and um, got to know him and, on that level and he had a lot of knowledge of uh Michigan football he was a great fan and he really really meant a lot to a lot of twitter followers um really make, made made them feel at home made him feel like family but uh yeah he passed away and it was really sad news to hear and um he'll be really deeply missed so yeah and uh, i know a tw- i know the twitter michigan michigan twitter family that you and I are part of, it's kind of got its own little bubble and it grows and it gets bigger. And, you know, he was kind of the nucleus of that in a way. And to see one of your brethren like that pass away, especially I think he was like thirty three years old, was just so young. Um was just tragic and all fronts. So and um you gotta give it out to um want to make sure the other Brian, I forgot his uh, Twitter handle, but forgive me, but uh, he did the 10 push push-ups, which was really cool in his honor. And so I decided to do it and a lot of people else did. So it was a good uh, way to honor Brian and um, well, he'll be missed, man. He really will.
0: Now, uh, I, I kind of actually had a question about that because I've been a little MIA for the past couple weeks in and out. Um, I think I may have mentioned I'm trying to go through the process of selling my house, buying a new house. We moved work buildings uh, during this time as well. And also it's coming into the busy season for my job. Um, So with that 10 push-up challenge is, if I'm not mistaken, kind of like a recognition and a homage to Brian. um, Yeah. Now, was that kind of like... Uh, for those who knew Brian, because I, I saw some of them and I watched some of them, but I, I'll say this: I mean, I know you just had uh, a lot of great things to say. I believe I've interacted with Brian. Right. Uh, I right. couldn't really tell you. I definitely did not interact with him on the level that you did. Um right. But I, I have yet to do that because I didn't. Re- I didn't know and have the complete understanding if it was just like those who knew him or what that was.
1: Oh, no, it was basically people who did know him, you know, just to want to do something for um, to show their support of somebody who a lot of affected a lot of people. In fact, um, you know, there's people on Twitter that I do know. I talk to uh, frequently, you know, we talk even outside of Twitter, message each other um that knew him even better than i did who ma- actually met him in person i never met brian in person but uh who knew him very very well and good friends with him, um and talked quite frequently with him so they knew him better than i did but um it actually started with somebody uh, that i know uh, uh, it's sim dog if you look up s-i-m-m-d-o-g-g he's the one that started the whole uh, thing kind of kind of took off it went viral you know i actually i made sure it got went viral i, I said i'd try to make this viral and he's the one that start, started it and said hey man uh brian was a good friend and i want to do 10 push-ups and then he said uh, he started the serbu challenge <laughs> go blue challenge and so i did it and everybody else decided to do it and a lot of people did it who didn't know him so i thought that was really cool so it's for people who knew him and people who didn't so Right, it just well, kind of show, shows that, you know, there's support for somebody who meant a lot to everybody, a lot of people on Twitter, and who passed way too young.
0: Yeah. And well, after this is done, uh, I will take time to, after we get done recording, I will take time to do that because. Can you do the pin push ups? Can you do them? I, I honestly, honestly, I feel a little bit worried because I have not done much physical activity in what seems like forever. Right. um i've changed my job is sitting behind a desk and then my i've changed yeah. my activity i used to be physically active on a regular basis but now i come home and my hobbies sit me behind a desk at my house right. so i do need to get more active but uh, i i think i can do 10 i think i can do 10 oh, yeah, i think
1: you can too <laughs> well anybody knows Kev's much bigger than me you're you know you're you're tall guy and you're like you're like football build. Cause I always said, Hey Caleb, you're, you look like your football player and you're like, oh, and I never played football. <laughs> yeah. So really, you look like one. So yeah.
0: Yeah. I blame my high school yeah. athletic, uh, athletics for that, but we won't get into that conversation. So, so. you heard
1: Caleb's going to do it. That's cool. Um, like I said, you know, Brian was a gr- an awesome guy. He'll be missed. And, um, it's uh just it's sad news, it really is for the Michigan family, and you know he'll be missed and he won't be forgotten for sure,
0: yeah, for sure and uh so we'll um oh we I, I would encourage and I know Craig that you would join on this too, that anybody who has not been aware of that didn't maybe you missed it on social uh, on Twitter if you're not on, uh, if you're on Twitter or maybe if you're not and you're learning about it the first time. Um, I'll be doing it. Craig's already done it. Uh, I know it's a little bit later and after the fact, but uh, but also you know I I think that we both can agree that um uh, to essentially kind of like dedicate this episode to him and yeah. you know a great yeah. I, I'll I'll say this much as far as uh, not having really known him like I said I do believe we got maybe in a couple conversations but the overwhelming um uh the the overwhelming things that people had to say about him and knowing him and like you were right he was like a lot of people knew him in the Michigan Twitter universe so it was very cool to see um so thoughts and prayers with his friends and family uh and everything with that so this uh we'll remember him throughout the season um and then we will uh dedicate this episode to him and yeah. uh, his memory. So that's a good thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and so one of the things that he loved was Michigan football. Yeah, sure did. And that is what we talk about here. So we will be talking about that and we will be talking about um, some stuff going on in college football in the big 10. Uh, I think what we'll, we also have a few voicemails. So I think what we'll do is we'll have the Michigan conversation Listen to the voicemails, and then we'll get into the uh, other things going around in college football. So, something uh, to start the conversation with and um, talk about. There is a couple of interesting things that I saw on Twitter um, that I kind of wanted to have a conversation around. I'm not sure we t- we spent a lot. There's been a lot of talk during the 2017 season and since then. About one specific group, yeah, and that is the offensive line group. Uh, there were there was a lot of criticism, rightly so. I mean, there, there it had its issues, rightfully so. Yeah, and, but there was something very interesting that I came across with twenty four seven sports. Forgive me, I don't know. I took a screenshot of part of the article, and so I don't know who wrote the article and everything. But if you look on twenty four seven sports, you'll be able to find this. Um, but the, uh, there was a conversation that was had between previous offensive linemen who used to play at Michigan. And it's very interesting to point out that um, between 1986 and 2004, Michigan had 11 first-team All-American offensive linemen and 19 offensive linemen that were NFL draft picks. During that time, they won 11 Big Ten titles. From 1986 to 2004. Mm. So, since then, 14 seasons after that, uh, Michigan has had only three All-American linemen and nine in the NFL draft with zero Big Ten titles. So, very interesting and eye-opening to see... um, and people, people have been talking about the success that Michigan has had under Harbaugh overall, but now after year three, kind of breaking things down. I mean, of course, everybody goes to the quarterback and looks and breaks things down, QB, uh ratings, completion percentage, different things like that. Um, but, of course, like I said, between last year and this year, there's been a lot of conversation around the offensive line. There have been the successes. There have been the downfalls. Um, But this just really kind of shows and emphasizes, hey, look, we want to be uh, able to win the Big Ten again. You know, that's uh, not the ultimate goal, but that is like the secondary goal. Mm -hmm. And we, for the past 14 years, obviously Harbaugh not being here for all those 14 years, have not been able to produce some of the things needed to get a Big Ten title. Um, and so that just reaffirms people's issues and concerns and especially. And so I know that there was a lot going back and forth about people saying, you know, who's doing who, where is the play calling from? What's going on with offensive coordinating and things like that? Uh, and then a lot of things going around with uh, Drevno last season. But even if you just break it down to the bare bones of the offensive line is huge, a huge part of this equation. And always has. Yeah, right. he just was not it was just not coming together with him. No. It just no. wasn't. Uh and so this uh this kind of shows it's just like you you need to make it happen. So uh there have been a lot of positive things coming out during the off season. Uh mm-hmm. Craig, some of the things what what have you been hearing what are your reactions kind of what are your thoughts on, you know, hey, uh, we have this information on like it's point uh, it's pretty black and white. You need yeah. good production from your offensive line.
1: Yeah, it's facts right there. Well, Michigan, if you go back, like you're talking about the 80s, 90s, Michigan has known for the big offensive line. And and what we did, uh, if you go back and look at tapes, you know, me being kind of you know, going to be 50 here in September, which I don't want to say, but, you know, 80s and 90s was big for Michigan for me. And, you know, to watch those games and to know – that Michigan had, uh, at this point in time, would have an issue with getting offensive linemen was probably one of the most egregious things you could have at Michigan because Michigan was always known for that. Now, a lot of that, I don't know, I would say maybe 10-something years of that might be because, you think about it, Michigan tried to go with that whole spread thing and, you know, that kind of... Crapped all over the whole uh, offensive line because the very fact is, you know, when you go to the spread, you don't need the big boys up front. And I think maybe that killed Michigan, and then trying to revert back to the pro style hurt them for years. So I think if you fluctuate within that time frame, that decade of 10 years and out, it was really tough to get offensive linemen. But now you look at Michigan take the last three or four years of Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, I mean, and you still haven't got offensive linemen is uh, pretty well, um, it's going to be tough. And the thing is, is you're going to need them. And um, that's quite telling. And that's facts right there. You're, you're saying facts and it's factual. Um, but uh, Michigan needs offensive linemen in order to have a successful season. Really do.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and uh, an interesting to thing to point out now. Of course, we're talking about completely different divisions too, but uh, Wisconsin and the success they have, and you know, they basically breed them over there to be well, offensive linemen. 80s Michigan, aren't they? Yeah, they're almost like '80s, '90s Michigan.
1: You know, big boys, big up front. They wear you down by the time the third and fourth quarter come around,
0: and that's what they do. And you know what? Then they can do is they yeah. can have a star running back. Because they have <laughs> they holes one. that a semi could drive through.
1: Yeah. And they had the freshman come out of last year and now they got a guy who's, you know, really incredible. So yeah, it's Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're right. And you need the big boys up front. And I think that and you have to remember is that's sometimes the success on why maybe Michigan has struggled with quarterbacks recently because of that fact is our offensive line hasn't been able to block in the pass routes and, you know, and anytime you get big boys up front that can block and uh, push the pile and get down, um, man, I tell you, it opens up so many things with the running game and then the running game gets going and it opens up the passing game and then you'd be able to get your guys like uh, people's Jones, Tariq Black, Collins, all those guys, the tight ends all get open. They'd be able to have more, uh, the routes can, uh, flourish they can get their their routes right at the exact point uh the quarterback throws the ball so a lot of things happen when that happens so
0: oh yeah well to, also like the quarterback doesn't have to be freaking out the whole time and thinking <laughs> like a, that they're gonna get sacked and at every like turn a, like a nervous chicken <laughs> yeah <laughs> like a nervous chicken oh my gosh right. <laughs> yes right so there you go uh, yeah, all right. Uh, so there's uh, that interesting uh, conversation to have. There's other little things going on. Um, oh, shoot, where did it go? I had uh, another kind of interesting thing here. Uh, this, I do know where it came from. Uh, if we're people interested in finding uh, some interesting people to follow on Twitter, um, Meta Wooten Peace. So this is Um, Had an interesting thing that uh, he researched. So I was hoping to maybe clarify some of this information, but like I said, I've been busy, so I haven't necessarily been able to. But uh, this was from a little while ago, and uh, he's put out numbers saying that since being at Michigan, Jim Harbaugh has only lost one game when the starting quarterback has posted a QBR of 49 or better. Uh, So that's very interesting to see. Now, of course, that's the starting quarterback. So, of course, there have been different instances where we've had to put other quarterbacks in, injury, switching quarterbacks, different things like that. But when the starting quarterback uh, plays better than a QBR of 49 only lost one game. So that's uh, honestly like pretty impressive. Like some people are (laughs) – some Michigan fans have been having – well, I don't know if I should do – well, no, I'm not going to say that. Uh, Some Michigan fans have been expressing concern, uh, being uh, pretty open with some of their criticism and everything, and here we are after three years and things have actually been pretty good obviously, except for last season um, when we're playing three different quarterbacks. (laughs) Right. Right. So um, I think that's another uh, thing that sheds light on the issue. We just got done talking about the issue of the offensive line. And of course the importance of the uh, quarterback position, but it's just, it all feeds together. And we know that this has been an offensive issue. I I I know that we're kind of repeating ourselves, but this is just kind of new information, new discussion, new talking points as we're preparing and getting ready for the two thousand eighteen season to kick off. But uh but yeah, when the quarterback play can uh do well enough, you know, Michigan Michigan wins. Michigan does a good job. And I don't and some people might use that as a slight to say something against Carbaugh and him coaching up quarterbacks. Uh, But kind of what's your reaction to that? And then just kind of quarterback play in general involved in the equation of offense performance.
1: Well, obviously, you know, that's, if you took the leadership position, most people are going to say the quarterback position, which is true. So um, has, you know, and I've talked about this, Caleb and you, and uh, with you about my concern every year, walking into, michigan's offense um every year and not having a quarterback that you know they're, they're always transfers or they're um third stringers so um yeah that concerns me every year because you know that means that they're they have a hard time being on the same page with your receivers the tight ends that you want that that leadership position every year for three years to four years you want to have some consistency with that and i think always Walking into each season with the whole Jim Harbaugh walk, and this is why reporters and the social media, the sports social media, those people are kind of wacky. They don't know what they're talking about. Most of them are just hot takes, baloney. But you know, every year I I I feel the same way. I'm like, well, of course he's going to say every walking into going. I don't know who our quarterback's going to be. I mean, he didn't say that about Andrew Luck when he was at Stanford because we all knew who he was. He knew it, everybody knew it. But now, there's times where, you know, every year Michigan's and Harbaugh were walking into another year of does he know who our quarterback is? No, he doesn't. Is he going to tell us? No, he's not. Is he going to wait for the last minute? Of course he is. He always does that. But. I mean, do I have a sense it's going to be Shea Patterson? Of course I do. I mean, it's, am I going to guarantee it? No, because it's Jim Harbaugh. But the fact is we got another quarterback coming in uh, that we're, we're at the big question mark. Uh, and I do I think it affects Michigan each and every year? At times I do think it affects us because the very fact is – um i want consistency i want uh quarterbacks that's going to be there for two to three years and be a leader and not just transfer leave for the nfl come in you get another transfer you get a third stringer second stringer come in they're not you know they're going to start it's too much inconsistency in the last three to four years for michigan for me and i want to see a guy that's going to be here three to four years
0: yeah, no, I, I I agree. It would be good to have some consistency. I'm hoping that this is kind of the last right. big year of the transfer kind of effect and everything at that position, but we'll see. Because um, yeah. I guess the it would be the possibility then that in 2020, since this is the 2018 season, then we're going to have a new quarterback. Well, chances are, because we expect it to be Shea this year, we'll have a new quarterback next year. So 2020 is going to be the first year where there might not be any question on who the starting quarterback is, Right. but we will have to see when we get there. Now, uh, I think we're going to get to the voicemails here uh, momentarily, but you said something that I kind of want to just touch on for a second, not really Michigan sports related, but uh, there was a little conversation going on on Twitter, and I feel like it'd be uh, something that could be included here, but... Um, you talked about sports media and I guess I always had this thought in my, the back of my head, but I just never really verbally said it or tweeted about it, but sports media sucks for the most part. <laughs> Trash. Yeah. Um, because. Yeah. No, I'm with you, man. It really is. Everything is. is about just trying to get attention. Yeah. Hot takes. Yes, nobody that. is nobody is really going for this. Is my honest opinion, or going for um, you know just, I, I guess you would say honest information. They're going for it's kind of like uh, reality TV. Yeah, you know what right. what what dumb, stupid, attention grabbing stuff can you put out there as clickbait to get people's right. attention?
1: So if I say, hey, you know what, who's going to win the national championship? And I say, well, my hot take's going to be, um, if I put on Twitter, well, I think Alabama's going to win it. <laughs> Nothing. You're probably going get a few lights. People going, okay, cool. But if I say, oh, I think Michigan State's going to win it all. Yeah. You, know, you, you don't think people are going to hit my Twitter on that, about that one, say oh, I'm full of crap? Of course they are. It's they're
0: going just... to have to watch the video, read the article, and be like, how could somebody possibly think...
1: Right. That that
0: is going to happen, and the, and that does it. It sucks people in, right? Yep. So, exactly. and that's where, and where I'm not going to really get into this conversation, and everything, but that's where like the um, garbage takes the garbage news and things like comes from, and and you see it more, uh, yep. honestly, a center around Michigan, uh, especially with Harbaugh and things like that, because people find out what people care about. Or, what the biggest group following is, and Michigan is one of those. Um, All right, of course they do, and they say that,
1: and you're right, because, and the very fact is, you said it, is these people getting paid for this. Yeah. They get paid for this crap, and you and I spew more facts. We try to get as much facts as we can because we don't want to lie and say, and then we give our opinion, and yet we don't get paid for it. We're just honest honest opinion though honest opinion right honest yeah. opinion we're not here to make you know make everybody feel good but you know it's our honest opinion on what we feel about Michigan football and what their chances are and what's happening and we try to get facts we try to do our homework and reference and everything and yet we don't get paid we're just two, two guys that have kids and a and a wife and a family and <laughs> And we, and we
0: we know more than they do. Or it just seems like we do. <laughs> yeah, we don't act like... Well, I was going to say we don't act like idiots, but... Yeah. We don't have yeah. garbage takes. Anyways. No. That was a little side note. Uh, yeah. But I, I think a good transition and moving into different things would be to uh, go ahead and get to the voice now, voicemails. Now, I believe we have three voicemails. And actually, they're all from one of our longtime listeners and one of our frequent uh, voicemail callers, but they are from two different times. So the first two are from last week? Nope, uh, Sunday. And then uh, there was a third call that came in today. So we'll go ahead and give these a listen, and then we'll respond afterwards.
2: Yo, man, y'all know who this is. I'm not leaving my Twitter handle. If you can't find me now, then you just ain't getting in. But, but, man, let, let, uh, three minutes and thirty seconds goes by pretty fast. This Maryland situation. First of all, you know, um, to our man, sir, boo, um, no mission, man. You know, um, you know, it's it's bigger than that. It's, it, you know, lives lost. That's 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 tough, man. We still don't know all the information, but I hope his family's doing well. Most definitely, and I commend all you all in the Sir Boot Challenge. Uh, I got will and I get to it eventually, um, but yeah, man, that, that's 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 a tough tough loss for the Michigan um, fan community. As far as um, you know, just a segue into what's happening in Maryland. You know, I'm not gonna say I'm surprised or not surprised. I didn't know. I, I met Coach Durkin one time when he was in, in Florida, the bowl game down here in the Birmingham Bowl. You know, um I had a sign, it was so funny, I had a sign, I'm like, I'm just here to see Coach Durkin before he heads to Michigan. And I saw the players on the, the bus looking at it after the game, like, Coach, you going to Michigan? So apparently he hadn't told them, um, at that point, but, yeah, this is bigger than that, like, these people should be put in prison. Or jail, I'm sorry, Um either or, I don't, but it's not about, uh, leave of, uh, uh I'm sorry, administrative leave, it should, they should, they should, they should go to jail, like, somebody died. You know what I'm saying? It's it's deeper than that. Like, football is a tough, tough sport, but man, somebody lost their lives. And then you have coaches. You can't go in the living rooms of parents who entrust you with their children. And then next thing you know, these kids are dead. And it's too many facts coming out. Like, (sighs) you know, the the Big Ten has had a rough summer. You know, I I know Michigan um, has got this shoe situation going on, but it seems that the proof is there, unlike other places, the proof is there that players sold their merchandise after they left. So for all you people wanting Michigan to be in trouble over some shoes, I mean, I got some bad news and I got some worser news. Even though worser is not a word, I mean, which one do you want first? Because you know they run a pretty tight ship. You know, when when you're a real coach, you you micromanage the program. You have your hand everywhere. But when you when you want to blame people, then you say, "Well, I, I did this," and what happens after that, I don't know. But we're not going. I'm not going to call any names like Columbus, Ohio, or um, East Lansing, Michigan. I'm not going to do that. That's beneath me. Um, I, I just don't know. It's been a bad week. By the time y'all get this, we should have heard something about the Ohio State situation. Personally, I still think Urban's gone. But if not, that shows a lot about them. And they they value wins. somebody has got to go up there though. But. Um, y'all keep doing your thing. I'm probably gonna leave another voicemail, so just get ready for it. Go blue.
0: And he's right. So he called back right after, so here's his continued conversation. So
2: Well here's that other voicemail, fellas. Um now I wanna talk about I wanna talk about Maryland Ohio State. Now I will say this, as 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 much as it's bad as far as the situation at least they did what Michigan State wouldn't do or hasn't done. Like, fans of Michigan State are blaming Larry Nasser, so on and so I mean, you can do that all day, but he's not the only one to blame. Like, Maryland and Ohio State, they're being proactive um, and, and and putting people on leave, preparing them for termination. I don't think Durkin's going to come back. I, 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 he's done. He might not be done as a head coach, but he's done as a head coach of Maryland. That's a wrap. It's just over with um, the decommitments have started, and they should. They should because you can't. You you know how do you sit in somebody's living room and talk to a kid's parents and say we have your child's best interest at in heart? After this, you can't do it. Uh, Notre Dame has happened some years back, where where a guy died, and I don't I know I don't know why that never got out. Heard about it? I know recently uh, my man Sean Spank um, Sean Panko brought it up on Twitter, but but that you know. They just have to be real. Like you, you don't treat people like that, man. Like you know, football is a violent sport, but it's never worth somebody's life. But they were they were at least proactive. That um, they they got a lot of people on leave. Like I said, they, they won't be. Durkin's not coming back. Kind of glad he's gone from Michigan, man, because he he kind of checked out on them the last week of the Ohio State game. Now it, this situation's different. That was more that was more anger because where his mentality was. But he he's shown himself not to be. Um, a person with morals and standards. He's, he's shown that. Like, you can't, you can't, you know, dignify something else. Like, if you think something different, you can't. You can't just, I'm sorry, justify the better way. You can't justify that his actions aren't who he is. That's who he is. But I can't judge a man. I'm a human, too. I believe just like him. But I'm not a coach. And and this, this was uncalled for. But at least, at least Maryland and Ohio State were proactive. Now Ohio State is trying to keep Urban Meyer. I still don't think it's gonna happen. I, I'm just based on what I've been told by by, by um, a person. I don't think it's gonna happen. Like I said, by the time we you all play this, we should know something. But it's just bad, man. But they they did more than Michigan State. Is, like one of your things I you, Craig. The Michigan. I mean, that situation is just that's pitiful. That that's really pitiful. Like. People died there too, but they don't seem to care. One of my one of my really good friends was the Michigan State, and he's disgusted. So, props to, if nothing else, Maryland and Ohio State for kind of being proactive and on the surface making it seem like they care. Unlike Michigan State, I mean, they're just sad and disgusted. Go blue!
0: All right. So he's touching on a lot of things that we'll be talking here in a minute about, mm-hmm. um, and then he left this one here today. So. Hmm.
2: Um, what's up fellas I don't know how many voicemails this is for me this week I think it's the third one I'm almost positive it is It might be the second one I lost count Let's get right to it man I just finished sending y'all the tweet About the the the, the Zach Smith rally Courtney Smith protest from Ohio State Man You know what Oh man Like you, you can't you got a collective group of, let me calm down. You have a collective group of idiots. Like I can see, I can see one or two people being stupid, but man, like, like a gang of y'all, like it's just, it's a, it's a whole bunch of Scooby, Scooby-Doo's man up in Columbus, man. It's just like nothing but stupidity. I, I just don't get man, man. Like Maryland. Oh man. I don't understand this, man. I, it couldn't be Michigan. I'm telling you, man. It couldn't. This couldn't be happening in Ann Arbor, what's going on in either of those schools, because I'd be like, yo, I just watched college football, and that'd be it. But Ohio State fans are holding a rally for – because Friday, we're we going to know something probably tomorrow. But what are these people I – mean, it's, it's like they're getting the worst advice, and, and they're trying to frame it into something positive. Like, you're having a, a Courtney Smith protest? Why, because she told the truth? You're mad at a woman for telling the truth and in Maryland. You got some of these fans mad at Heather Dennich saying she had she's got it out for them. Heather Dennich has it out for a four and eight football team? What? So they can go three and nine? Like I don't understand it. Two and ten? Oh and twelve? One and eleven? Like Maryland. <laughs> I, I never thought I'd see the day where the messenger was attacked. Not the message. But the messenger. They're telling the truth. People are people in Maryland, not all people, but some people are mad and hesitant at saying that she's had it out for them. She's had it out for a program that hadn't been relevant, man, since Dang, I mean, what was the number one movie in two thousand two? Go I need to Google that. That's the last time Maryland was relevant. In Ohio State. Y'all got to help me on this one. I I mean, normally I'm not at a loss for words, but, man, two big ten schools looking this dumb, or big, whatever you want. Yeah, Delaney, he's so busy trying to prevent Michigan from winning, he's got a whole different animal on his hands. But once again, how I ended the last few calls, that chicken, though.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. All right, yes, there we go. Thank you, Stephen, for those voicemails. Uh, Yes, that was indeed three voicemails. Always a pleasure to hear from you. Um, So I do – I wasn't really planning on talking about Ohio State. I don't think we'll really get to anything with Michigan State because there's kind of like what he was saying, there's nothing new. Um, But we definitely are going to spend time talking about Maryland because uh, we do highlight slash discuss different things going on in the Big Ten Conference mostly. We'll stretch out into all of college football at times. Um, but I guess I do want to say something quickly about Ohio State before we get into what I think is going to be the longer discussion with Maryland. Um, yeah, so it came out that they uh, – so we should hear something here soon. When you guys listen to this, there's a very decent chance that there might be information coming about from the Ohio State inv- investigation team. But as of right now, we don't have anything because here we are Wednesday night, Thursday morning, Wednesday night. Um one a uh, couple things I want to say is, uh, the rally. I did just hear about the rally thing supposedly happen happening, um, and a lot of times when something comes out when there's you know, uh, girlfriend, wife, fiance, whatever it is, and a player and a story comes out with accusations and things like that. Almost every time, I, I think we might not be saying it all the time anymore because people know this is what we say. You know, we know that there are chances of you know the player uh, not telling the truth to you know cover his uh, to cover him, or that the girl is not telling the truth to try to get at the player for money, for spite, for whatever. So we always just say that we hope that the truth comes out so that the justice can be served in the right way. Saying that, with this Courtney Smith situation, I mean, there's a lot of evidence pointing to, um, you know, things happening. I don't think we need to go into depth into how much or what exactly. So, So there's that. But the idea to hold the rally when you have no evidence contrary to that where they are saying that because somebody else because if if you didn't know the uh if you didn't know this this much uh the supposedly there's a uh, a person who is starting this who wants to remain uh remain uh in um Anonymous, anonymous. gosh, I always say want to say anonymous, anonymous. But apparently, he went through an ordeal with uh, his wife or something where she wanted to get custody and she was attacking him, and she was the abusive one in the relationship. He wound up winning it in court, and now he likes to fight for justice for other men who go through different things like that, where the women are the ones who are the aggressors. Mm. Which it does happen. We we acknowledge, uh, you know, it's. It,
1: I actually have a friend of mine who knows somebody who went through the same exact thing. In fact, she was probably the the nutcase in all this. So, yeah, it does happen.
0: Yeah, so it does happen. Now, that being said, um, it's a very touchy thing. It's one thing to like try to support someone who might be going through a situation in that you know, talk to them, send them a letter, something you know saying i've gone through something uh, similar to this if you if you really believe him or whatever um but when there's all this evidence on one side and then there's people speculating that's the woman on the woman side of things and they hold a rally that's just that's just on a whole different level and as steven said it's just a bad idea and the Ur- the Urban Meyer ra- rally was bad enough. <laughs> so this is just this is, yeah, no, this is just a mess and makes things even messier. And I, and it's not going to do anything for the investigation. I don't see a, like I don't know. I don't see the how any of this could be positive. Like, even if there was, like, some crazy thing where it happened to be that, you know, something was wrong and maybe, like, she said something wrong at some point or whatever, things got yeah. convoluted. Whatever the crazy circumstance, it's just, like, things like this, it's just, like, it's better to kind of, in my opinion, to work behind the scenes and, I don't, I don't know. I, that's not even, like, I don't know. There's no way. Uh, it's just messed up. It's, <laughs> I'm laughing. This is guy I saw
1: this and I literally for one thought this is total BS right this can't be real and then it, and it passed around the uh, social media and I and kept and then realizing it was real and I'm like this has got to be the most asinine acid 10 acid 12 <laughs> um, thing I've ever heard in my entire life are you serious like you said this other rally for urban Meyer was an absolute disaster shameful and ridiculous and then now you're going to do another rally against not only the alleged victim in this but you're going to do it you're going to do it to those two people i went you're kidding me this is just you're not even doing it against zach smith who's probably the biggest dope in this whole entire thing but yet you're you lumped her in it i went this is jacked up, man. This is like you're going by the playbook of like Michigan State and what not to do, what to do. Don't go by Michigan State and what they do. they they pretty much screwed the pooch on all that. So yeah. don't even do what they're doing. I mean, if anybody wants to do the right thing, don't do what Michigan State did. I yeah. mean, do exactly opposite. And yet, here they are. I'll tell you what, Kaylee, I'll tell you this. If Michigan did this, I would be the first one out there saying, you hold this, I'm gonna I'm gonna retweet and I'm gonna tweet at you as much as I can. that tell you how stupid this not only would the first one was, but the second one, this is more asinine than that. And I'll let you have it on Twitter and social media as much as I can. This is ridiculous. It just makes Ohio State the good ones out there, the good fans, look really stupid. It really does. I just can't believe we're This is happening with them.
0: Yeah, no, this is a perfect opportunity for somebody to say, hey, there's this huge thing going on with our school with domestic violence, just plain domestic violence, whether it's a man abusing a woman or a woman abusing a man, whatever, verbally or physically, there's stuff going on with domestic violence at our school. You know what would be a really great idea? How about like our our school, our community, our members coming together and being like, hey, this is a real issue. And it needs to be talked about more, you know, and, and even saying, uh, and and, no, it probably wouldn't be a good idea to say that, but um, just like, you know, having that conversation rather than it just seems insane. I I just don't get, if it really happens and if if people show up, honestly, it's going to be like the one guy who started the whole thing and he's going to be there by himself, but that's bad. That's just, that's just really bad. And then people talk about jumping to conclusions and they don't like about the reports coming out and everything. And it's just like, you guys are like right now you're putting your reputation on the line for somebody that you've never met for right. on a lot of information that is against you. Like there's some things about like what what Courtney's mom said or something like that, or, and then there's also stuff that McMurphy con- said uh, in a report that she contradicted herself. So I, I don't know anything that's really like pro Zach Smith does not hold a lot of ground. No. And there's all this stuff that supports uh, Courtney's story. It just seems ridiculous. But <laughs> but now here's here's this. While I'll say. No. Uh, Another thing that I want to mention before we get into the Maryland conversation. Um, Somebody was saying something, and maybe it was like Zach Smith's mom. Somebody in his family, somebody close to him or whatever, was saying something like Courtney Smith at one point said something that she was going to bring Zach down or something. Yeah. Along those lines. Why would she? And I remember when the quote was. It was like something like five years ago or something like that. Or like... When they first went to Ohio State, or when they left Florida, something, something many years ago. Somebody said supposedly that Courtney Smith said that she was going to bring uh, Zach Smith out. So why would she wait five years to do uh, it? A long but long th- now, yeah, a long time. So yeah, some people were like, "Oh yeah, well you know she had to get everything." But here's the biggest thing: if she really wanted to destroy this. Why didn't she do it when they won the national championship? Right. If you really wanted to blow this up right. and make a huge mess of this, I mean right now it's a mess. Right. right. If you really wanted to blow this up right after they won the national championship or when they were going to the national championship. Why would you why would you do it on the off season? Yeah. That would
1: right in the right in the mix of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, she she's her husband has worked in college football like all his life. She's around it. She has some knowledge of it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that around the national championship is like the biggest thing. Around the college football playoffs is the biggest thing. And uh so it's just like that that was the opportunity right there. If right. you want, if you really want it, and but then now coming off of, you know, a good season, a bowl win, and then just doing it during the off season, it, no, it, that just that you doesn't just got, make sense.
1: You got bad timing, or doesn't know what she's doing, I guess. So.
0: Yeah, and then all the stories too of it's just like McMurphy has it, has it out for Ohio State. Ed Warner was the one who broke it and he was shopping around and then he worked with McMurphy. And then, now it's yeah. Courtney Smith who was putting it all together and then she went to McMurphy. And it's and the Ohio State fan base is latching onto it. Like every single right. time some other possibility comes out, they latch onto it. They latch onto it. And then um uh Tom Herman. They were saying yeah. Tom Herman did it. And, it, and every single time they're like, Oh, ah, it's this person, we blame you. It's all your fault. The next day, there's another story, and everybody believes it.
1: Right. It's like, I go, I know. I'm like, they're like grabbing, grasping at straws. If anybody's even walked by the conversation, they're to blame. It's like, it's ridiculous. I mean, Tom Herman to Ed Warner. I knew Ed Warner would get in this. I knew it. I just said, well, here we go. I knew that he was from Ohio State, and he was uh, worked at the on their staff, and I said, oh, here it comes. I know it's coming." And so, yeah, I was just blaming everybody except the one person in the whole thing is Urban Meyer. You know, no, yeah. so yeah. I'm not saying I, he is or not. I'm just saying you know he's in the mix, and every, everybody's to blame except him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so before we move on to the Maryland thing, I do, I do want to make a quick mention just because I know that I was, I probably didn't sound like it was making a lot of sense. I in no way um, in my own opinion think that you know this whole Ohio State thing could be reversed and Courtney Smith could be at blame over Zach Smith, but I was just having the conversation of the realization that there are some times where that happens. I mean, there have been different times where P- uh, women who have accused men of things have been proven not to be telling the truth right So just to reiterate that. Didn't want to lose anybody in that because I know how to mess up a conversation, kind of with that. Because honestly, like the whole thing just still blows my mind. But I do, before we end here, want to talk about Maryland because we we talk about the different stuff happening happening in the conference, and now things have been happening at Maryland um, where the player uh, died. Yep. Uh, Jordan McNair uh, unfortunately died, and that is. Another extremely serious uh, situation. I mean, you talk about the health and safety of someone who is going through domestic violence, domestic abuse, and here you are talking about a uh, player who was going through things of exhaustion and um, heat stroke and wound up passing away from it. Very serious. Uh, And as Stephen said, both Ohio State and Maryland are taking the right direction in putting people on paid administrative leave because that, for, like I said, when this first happened with Ohio State, it forces them to take action. Like right. they will either have to fire someone or make own it and bring somebody back on staff. So they're, they're heading in the right direction. Now, some of the timeline of what happened with uh, Jordan McNair, just so that people kind of understand, uh, on May 29th was when he had his, his issues. So this has been a while. May twenty ninth, uh, he had uh, his issues where he collapsed at practice, and it was actually uh, there were there were contradictory uh, reports or information that he had a seizure. He didn't have a seizure, but it took an hour before they called nine one one, and then he got uh, into the hospital about half an hour after that. He was critical but stable, but then, uh, like, his body temperature recorded 106. Uh, He got airlifted out to another hospital, um, and they thought that he was going to be okay uh, but have a long recovery, but in the end, on June 13th, so it started on the 29th, and then on June 13th, uh, he passed away. And uh, they did, like, an investigation into it. Uh, DJ Durkin had a statement. um, And I don't – I tried reading up on it and everything. I don't think there was really anything from the university about ownership of this issue, like being like, you know, this is – it was our responsibility and we failed, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't quote me word for word for that, but just the general idea. Uh, Until, I think, like, the 10th, August 10th or 11th. I think it was when they uh, when they really uh, started owning it and saying that this was an issue. And so I don't know. There was an apology at that time. I don't know if there was a, an initial apology really to the family at the beginning. Right. right. I was trying to read up on that. But there was absolutely a failure here. And since this happened, they have uh, put several people on administrative leave. They did uh, let go the Maryland's assistant athletic director for sports performance, Rick court uh, was let go. If I'm not mistaken, that's the name of uh, the coach that was let go. So there, there has been a firing from this, but a lot of people are looking at Durkin, which, and and like Steven said too, this is bad. This is, like, real bad. And in my own personal opinion, it's kind of one of those things where it's just like, you're the head coach. you got to own it. And there was some information that uh, they think, uh, not saying that contradicted reports before, but they think that, I believe, if I read it correctly, it came out that Durkin was at, because this was a a training. It wasn't really a practice back in May, um, but that Durkin was on site when this happened. right. And yeah. so it's it's one of those things I mean the ownership and everything. And so uh, in my opinion, you know this is one of those things where it's just like uh, I, my opinion he should be gone and I think that he will be gone by the time that this is uh, settled and figured out because this is this is it's bad. I mean there there are different things that have happened with players throughout the years where they have um, passed away during the sport of football from their own health issues, like heart uh-huh. issues, conditioning issues, like just certain ailments that they personally have. But this is something where because of what was going on, they got pushed in a bad situation. And they said that, uh, obviously, if the 911 call came too late, they also didn't take regular uh, precautionary measures of somebody who's going through um, heat stroke or uh, what's the other one? Um, but anyways and his temperature wasn't taken on site um was some of the right. things i was reading so it was just a very big failure all around, all around so yeah
1: you're right and having the the president of um university of maryland coming out uh, what is his name wallace Lowe, um mention it and you can tell i think he was pretty sincere in his shock and and in in the death of uh, of this young yeah. player and it's sickening to have somebody has have 106 uh, degrees and then what When they say an hour or two before that they checked on him and having uh him having a seizure on it about it was just it's you know it's it, it's some it fails on so many levels that no one took his temperature or gave him even a cold bath or anything they gave him like cold water immersion treatment which is usually what they do but uh for them to fail so many levels. I mean, I think the reason the strength and conditioning coach, it wasn't the strength and conditioning coach fired. It was. Yeah. Basic. I th- I okay. think
0: that that was the assistant athletic director. Right. I could be wrong. I thought it was court.
1: Yeah. And it. I mean, trust me, that's the biggest thing is you have a death of a, a, per, a person, a, a kid who was promising and doing well at Maryland and good player. Um, to tell the parents that is just heartbreaking. That no, no parent wants to go through. But uh, looks like this coach also, you know, there's been some underlying tones with uh, abuse and verbal abuse and um, pushing the guys a little bit too hard, and really not a good look. If you look on under, underlying, a lot of things coming out to ex players, a lot of people saying things about what's going on there. But uh, I agree with you. I don't see, you know, in fact. Brett McMurphy just just tweeted out saying that uh, Friday, looks like Friday is going to be the t- the uh, administration and at Maryland's going to get together and they're going to talk about uh, all this and uh, and and who's going to stay and who's going to leave and what they're going to do about it and, and and talk about even the president and the, the athletic director and Durkin and their jobs and things like that. So I agree with you. I don't think um I, I don't think Dirkin makes it out of this. So.
0: Yeah,
1: it's just too it's a too big of a thing, and you know it's this administrative leave thing. That's you know you have the death of a kid, and then you've got history of um that program and other things coming out along with that. That's the biggest one, but uh, yeah, it's too bad because you and I had a fondness of Durkin being at Michigan for a while, but uh, you know, kind of think. You know, maybe he's a little bit arrogant when he got the Maryland job that he was on his way up and just kind of abused it. And I don't know. Hey, this is the point I don't understand is we got we got a couple programs here now. You know, Ohio State much bigger than Maryland. But we got programs here where you got the coach of a head coach that almost looks like they're both on administrative leave and they both seem to think I'm getting this underlying feeling that neither one of them knew what's going on. And I start going, how do these coaches not know what's going on, but everybody else knows? You know, everybody seems to know. Everybody knows everything except the head coaches. Urban Meyer doesn't know anything, and Durkin doesn't know anything. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Somebody's got to be held responsible. You can't just start throwing people under the bus. You know, you're know, you going to have to start making hard decisions and saying, look, as much as we like him as a coach, this is going to stay in our university. The university in the in Michigan and places like that. I always said Michigan has got to be bigger than the coach. You know, if you're a Michigan fan, but you're only a Michigan fan because Harbaugh's here, then you're not a Michigan fan. I'm sorry, you're not. You should be through the highs and lows of Michigan. You should love them no matter what. And if Harbaugh's gone, Harbaugh's gone, I'll still be a Michigan fan. Good luck to him. But. <laughs> you know, that's the way it should be. And, you know, any of this happened to our university, I'd be livid.
0: Yeah. And, and this just goes to show it's just like, and cause I mean, Michigan fans have a closer t- tie with Durkin than they do with Meyer, but it's just kind of like, yeah. uh, you even said, you know, we kind of like Durkin while he was here, obviously there was the issue that people, uh, bring up with the Ohio state game and everything before he left. But it's just like, you really don't know anybody. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, don't- Yeah, so to back somebody up and everything, and so while he may have seemed like an all right guy, uh, it seems like maybe not. So um, some somebody need so with the Maryland situation, it seems like they're almost uh, somebody I think was saying it as like putting up a fence or safeguard between the training staff and Durkin, where essentially they might be trying to roll the responsibility all on the training staff. Um, which is still bad. I mean, a head coach is responsible. When a player dies, I mean, unless you're, unless it's, and I'm not saying that this would change things and it would make everything okay, but this would be a different story if they did everything that they could. If they got him in right away, if they called 911 right away, if they put him in the the cooling tub or whatever and all that stuff, it would be a different thing because once it was identified uh, or they took it serious, like when a player collapses, that's a serious thing. Um, and if they t- and if they were serious from m- the first minute, from the first second of it happening, it'd be different. If he still passed away, not saying it would be okay, not saying that at all, but just saying it, it would be different because they handled it differently. Um, but yeah, it, the the head coach is responsible for this stuff, and that's the same thing with Ohio State, where it seems like. From that situation, it looks different because it seems like Urban Meyer is putting up the fence between him and the administration and saying, hey, you're either going to put the responsibility on one side of this fence or the other, and I'm heaping everything. I'm going all in and putting on the administration. Somebody needs to be fired in that situation. I mean, not just Zach Zach Smith because he was already gone. Somebody should take responsibility and get fired. It doesn't look like it's going to be Urban Meyer. It might be, but I think that... That gets smaller and smaller as this time goes on and everything. It looks like it's probably going to land on Gene Smith, and then they're maybe going to suspend Urban Meyer. But other things have come out with that, other instances uh, operating while intoxicated and things like that, and other stuff where it's just like, how did these not come out? So, yeah, they're – You're
1: responsible for a toxic environment. The head coach usually should be – at the top of the responsibility for having a toxic toxic culture in the football program. And Durkin did looks like urban Meyer has being at Florida. I mean, it's not anything new with him either. And I'm like, do you want your football program to carry on this kind of burden all the time? Or do you just wipe the slate clean? I mean, look at Joe pop at Penn State. I mean, is there any evidence that he did anything wrong? I mean, no, what he did wrong is not say n- nothing. That's yeah. his problem. It's,
0: it's not what he did; it's what he didn't right. do.
1: What he didn't do, and it, it's a, it's he by not saying anything, he provided a toxic culture at Penn State, and it was god awful. And there's a lot of victims in this, and he didn't say anything. That's why he got in trouble. Uh, but uh, that's the whole. It's it's the same thing. You're going to keep. You're going to keep festering this. Toxic culture? Are you just going to get rid, wipe the slate clean, and start over with new people and good people? And I mean, we're starting to find out that you know college football's got a lot of, a lot of issues, man. The big ones, it, it, and unfortunately, I got a feeling this is going to just keep going with other colleges. You look at old Miss, you look at well, Baylor, you look at all these other colleges that seem to have these problems. And I don't think it's going to go away unless you know, the culture in college colleges need to, you know, step it up.
0: Yeah, for sure. So uh, a lot to, can be said there and everything. And I know that we're running out of time here. So we'll be watching those things as they move forward and keep you guys uh, updated. Obviously it seems like a lot's going to be happening between now and the next recording. So uh, we'll have more to talk about next week. Something that I want to mention Before our next recording, and I hope that uh, we get some interest and traffic from this, um, because I tweeted about it, and I swear the tweet disappeared. It was ridiculous, because I went to, because you know when you tweet and you go back on your timeline, the most recent thing you tweet is, like, at the top?
1: Yeah, it's gone.
0: Yeah, I tweeted something, and it never showed up. Like, it was in my, if you go to my profile, it was on my profile, but when you go on Twitter on my timeline, right after I tweeted it, it never showed up. So, okay, I, I want to take some time here right before we end. Um, I've talked about this for weeks. I have a document that is uh, anonymous coaches and different things that they've accomplished when they've been at Power 5, coach head coaches at Power 5 schools. And so I'm just kind of really interested to get people to vote. I think it's a list of about 20. And I really would like to get people to vote on... Uh, who their top 10 are. Uh, I've got just a couple people right now. So if you are interested, anybody can do it. Uh, You're going to remain anonymous. Um, I mean, obviously, I will know who says what. But basically, we're just going to take all the results at the end and do averages or whatnot. Um, But if you're interested in doing it, uh, email us from an email that we can send a Google Doc or Google Sheet to you so you can view it and they're listed by letter the coaches are so instead of having coach names they're just letters and i am looking for you to reply with your top coaches number one to number 10 uh with their letters so essentially like if it was if you said uh a was the best coach you would put them at number one if you said b was the number 10 best coach you would put them at number 10 so, I'm really hoping that we can get some traction on that. I really want, I'll tweet out about it again, uh, but I'd really love to get results from that by Sunday night. Yeah. So, um, so if you listen to this, you're interested. It's simple, it shouldn't take too long. Please don't read too long into it. I really don't want people to try to figure it out on what coaches what, but just check it out. Look at it. Judge it by however you want. I mean, there's stuff about winning percentages, uh, how much they've improved the program since they've been there at at their current program, Um, uh, conference championships, national championship, bowl records, different things like that. So there's a lot more I wanted, but in the time frame that we've had, that's kind of the best I could do right now. So it's not the best way to judge a coach, but I'm just really kind of interested how people judge them, and then what the results are of who people think are how they would rank the coaches. So, um, yeah. if interested, email us at bluebrothersportscast at com. So, again, bluebrothersportscast at gmail.com. Um, and we will get you in and participating on that. So, yeah, it should be fun. Yeah, Craig, you need to do yours. <laughs> I know I do. Yeah. Uh, I can't do it because I I know it all now. So, but, <laughs> yeah. uh, but yeah, I need, I need results people. So I've, I've got yeah. one, I've got one in and I got to oh, reach okay. out to some other people. So, all right. All right. So hopefully we'll be able to use that as a talking point next week as well. <laughs> yeah. So, no. All right. Well, I think we're going to end there. Um, and right. Like I said, right after this, I got to do the, uh, Sir Boo challenge and, um, and then I'll get that posted out there too. So, thank you guys for listening. It's the middle of August.
2: Getting it's, close.
0: Yeah, we are we are getting close. We're <laughs> really close. And I yeah, uh, yeah, I think NFL draft.
1: I think people are going to start getting their fantasy football leagues going and yeah, that should be fun.
0: Yeah. F- football season is here. It's among us. So, yeah. We hope you guys have a good week um uh the weekend's almost here hopefully things go well for you guys uh and as we said earlier this episode goes out to uh Serbu to brian um right. in his memory and uh, we think of his family and friends during this time and all the great people that are a part of the michigan yep. uh fan base family uh we thank you all we appreciate it we're always interested in uh meeting and connecting with more of you through social media and things like that, maybe meeting you guys on game days. So, uh, everyone take care. We hope, uh, as we said that you have a good week yep. and as always, we'll go ahead and finish off with go blue. Go blue.